Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's me, it's your girl, it's DJ Mackey P. <laughs> and shout out DJ Tortellini Tino. No, we're not. We're not going with that. I refuse. I, I refuse to let that be your DJ name. Just, okay, just call me DJ Tino then. DJ, but that doesn't sound like your name. That literally has nothing to do with Sean or DePaz. Oh, yeah, because I'm sure Marshmallow's name is Marshmallow. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's how DJ names work for sure. <laughs> oh, it's already been a, a weird morning, so we're just going to keep this weird energy rolling. <laughs> um, we went from YNW Melly, who was on trial for double murder, to Adele, who uh, is not. So it, it was an interesting morning of music, and it definitely put the vibes in a. I don't think anybody in this office or listening to this podcast knows who that first person is. Stop it! You know that's not true. Are you kidding me, Thank Michaela? You. Okay, just... well, you don't count. Uh, Why? This, Am I not no, a no, no, no. You're do not, with don't Sean. validate her. She skips Michael Jackson when it comes on the radio. Her opinions on music do not count. <laughs> I listen. I don't really like. I don't like Michael Jackson's music. I'm sorry. Sue me. I She's don't know what you want me to Queen tell you. Queen is trash. And that the Beatles are, are unimportant. They're, Queen's music is so obnoxious. That's just the most inaccurate statement of all time. Queen it's is, like Broadway music ma- mixed with rock, and I hate all right, Broadway. All right, let's wrap the show up. Yeah, can we please get out of here? Do you want to sit down, Shane? <laughs> I, need a, I need a new co-host. Um, oh, let's talk about no, sports. No, you can't can leave we? me. You can't leave me. Yeah, before we do that, though, <laughs> um, we got to talk about our favorite place in the whole world, the Fort Peaks Brewery mm, on yes. 8th Street in Tempe, because... Last Wednesdays are back, baby. And I thought you were talking you about your bed come... at first. What? I thought you were talking about your bed at first, your favorite oh, place in the world. Oh, that is my favorite place in the world. <laughs> Close second. Okay, my Four second peaks. favorite place in the world is the brewery, Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe on 8th Street. Uh, we're doing our last Wednesdays again, and uh, that happens to be next Wednesday. Let Wait, out. no, two Wednesdays from now. No, no next, next Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, okay, I don't know what day of the week it is. <laughs> Matt, next Wednesday, together. we're going to be at the Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe. Come hang out with us. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting live all of our shows from there all day going to be a great time you can also get in on some beer discounts they're going to be doing three dollar beer specials uh throughout the day and it's just been a good time there's so, some new beers to try too I yeah there are new beers but to try the, the, the recreational juice dink ipa yes you're very excited about this i one am very because excited it combines about it. the two things that you love the most yes so sorry mom uh <laughs> yeah beer marijuana Me. mom so <laughs> oh yeah shane mom yeah <gasps> Um, I, my mom listens to this podcast, so I can't say that. My Max mom, I mom, love above anything Shane's else. Shane's mom, my mom. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> yes. Four Peaks has some new beers on the way. The Recreational Juice Dank IPA. <laughs> the Staycation Super Juicy IPA, which I'm most excited to try because a good juicy IPA is unbeatable, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And if it's anything like their Hazy IPA, which I'm sure it will be, it's going to be super good um, because the Hazy IPA is my favorite. also want to give a shout out to Mountain Mike's for bringing in some pizza this week. I absolutely love Mountain Mike's pizza. It's honestly probably my favorite pizza in the Valley out oh, of anything that I've had. The pizza is great, but the reality is there's no such thing as bad pizza. It is great pizza, but their wings, dude. Yeah, their wings slap. Their wings are really good. I don't know if you know this. The viewers might not know this. I'm from Buffalo, New York, <laughs> known for their wings. So really? I have a very, I have a very <laughs> high standard the for wings. The streets have been saying, the streets have been saying that I am from Breaking Buffalo, New York. News. The streets have also been saying that my birth certificate says Texas, but that's unimportant. Um, what? I don't I can't help where I was born. My mom was in the Air Force. Oh. <laughs> Support the troops. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you, Shane. Subluning behind the. Um, their wings, <laughs> their wings go crazy. So 
pizza wings is magic. Yes. So if you want to get in on this wing and pizza magic, magic, you can check out their locations in Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson for all of our Tucson friends. Hopefully Elizabeth is on. Magic Mike's. Um, head on over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder that our diehards get a $50 voucher upon signing up. So if you haven't signed up to be a diehard yet, you'll get a $50 voucher for Mountain Mike's Pizza. I mean, what else could you possibly want in this life? All right, Sean, let's get into the show. There were a lot of things that happened that happened this week that had me saying... Did you see this? Uh, where should we? I think we need to start with ASU. Yeah. Honestly, it's after the game last night, like. Get this out of the way. Hurts um, my heart. Yes, we definitely got to talk about this. <laughs> um, there was a game that happened in Tempe last night. It was. In case you didn't know, number five UCLA came to town and it was a really good game. It was. I had some really high hopes going into it, obviously, because we're both Sun Devils. Um, and the last time UCLA came to Tempe, there was a nice little upset. Oh, three overtime upset. Yeah, so I was a little hopeful. Um, my dreams were a little bit crushed, but before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to the 942 crew, Dog. the student section at ASU. They came out and broke a record. There were over 5,500 students in attendance last night, which is absolutely Absolutely bonkers. The student section was unreal. They showed up like an hour before tip off and they packed that student yeah. section. It wasn't even like the 942 crew anymore because like there were so many people that they had to go outside of the 942 crew seats. Um, and it was absolutely electric. I was at the game. The atmosphere was unreal. It was really cool. And it's just cool to see like the students have pride in ASU athletics. Um, I know it's not always the case and <laughs> we've been through some ups and downs yeah. with the athletic program, but it was really cool to see all those students out there. We have a video of them and it is electric. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, very jealous of you, but yeah, I, 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 I'm very jealous. You got to be there. You, I knew that the crowd was great, but it wasn't until I saw this video from our guy, Res Devil, that showed me just how electric the atmosphere was there. I mean, oh are God. you kidding me? Oh my God. That was freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, I even like in games, like big games that I've been to in the past for ASU, like I don't remember it being that electric. No, because I mean, it hasn't. It, it was a record. It was a record breaking attendance. I mean, like the Kansas games, yeah. like UCLA even last year, like it just wasn't the same. Like no. that was insane. And I think I think that just goes to show you that ASU athletics is in a slightly different place than they have been for the last couple of years. People are like, yeah, genuinely excited. And a large part of that is is Kenny Dillingham and what's going on with the football team. But I mean, you can't not get excited about how the basketball team is performing this year. Yeah, they, it's it's. The best they've been in a long time. Yeah, That's absolutely. They're second in the Pac-12. Um, could have been first. Could have been first. First place was on the line. UCLA, obviously, first Where's in the Pac-15. Arizona the in the rankings? Uh, great question. Not I top only, two. I know that. Not top two. <laughs> top two, and they're not one or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> top, you know, I you said know. top two, and they're not top one two. or two. <laughs> yeah, and then there's top eight. three, but they're not one or two. Well, no, because the saying is top two, and I'm not two. two. Yeah, but it's, it's top two, and they're not one or two. So they're not... Never mind. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why I'm trying to bring logic into this show. <laughs> that's a joke. That's, that's there is no me. logic. Just and then there's ASU, who's top two, and they are two. Um, but it was really cool to see. Um, 
and the game was a really good it was game. A like I saw some trash takes on the internet yesterday about saying that it was a non-competitive game. ASU was down by lost by ten. Blah blah blah. Like I thought it was a great game, yeah. and ASU took it to UCLA. They hung in there with them. They led at halftime, first of all, um, and they were really competitive the entire time. Like they were going toe to toe with UCLA. Like they were breathing down their necks. They were shutting down UCLA's best players. Like it was a great game, and ASU should be. I know, like we don't. I don't really believe in moral victories. Like I'm not a moral victory person, but that's as pretty close to a moral victory as I think you can get because it was a great game and they should be proud of how they handled themselves against the top, the top five team in the country. Like, yeah, no, so good. It was amazing. Yeah. Like you mentioned, they, they kept time at Hakas to two points up until like five minutes left in the game, which is unbelievable. Um, and yeah, people, anybody that's saying that that game wasn't competitive, just did not watch. Like there's no, there's no, they didn't watch the, the, the basketball game. There's no other explanation for that. Cause that game was competitive for the entire time up until the last couple of minutes. Yeah. And they pulled away a little bit. Um, but that was not, was not a 12 point loss. Like you said, they, ASU was leading at halftime. They were leading or at least it was one possession game for the vast majority of the game. Yeah. Um, there were over 11 lead changes in the game. There were more than eight ties. In the game. Like it was just a very competitive game. So the Sun Devils have a lot to hang their hat on. I think, um, you know, UCLA had a couple of advantages coming into this game. I think the biggest one was that their three best players had played together last year. It's an yeah. older team. They have Come more, on. they have more established chemistry. Like they just, um, I think you kind of saw last night on the court, like the difference between like maybe like an elite team and a really, really good team. Yeah. And ASU, I think has a potential to be an elite team, but I think the edge that UCLA had just came from the fact that they have a little bit more chemistry. I mean, there's only what one returner this year that like gets a ton of minutes. Yeah, for only one ASU. returning starter, um, and then three returning guys off the bench who are contributors. But I mean, yeah, not uh, like uh, not the, big. the big guys on this team, specifically Desmond Cambridge, is wasn't here last year. Yeah. So it is it is definitely a different situation. And I mean, to what you mentioned about the difference between good and elite teams, Desmond literally tweeted that out saying that he made poor decisions. But that's the difference between elite teams and everybody else, and he's going to get better. Um, I, but because I agree with you 100%, I think ASU yeah. is 100% a team that can be elite. They're not yet, but they can be. They have the talent, um, yeah. and if they put a few things together, this is this is an elite team that's dangerous against anybody in the country. Yeah. I mean, they showed last night that they are dangerous against anybody in the country. They can they can beat anybody in the country. Yeah, um, and I think UCLA played it smart too. Like I think they realized that they were getting shut down in the second or the first half. They made adjustments coming into the second. Um, I think ASU got a little gassed. Um, and I think UCLA just played it smart. They picked their battles, you know, they, they conserved their energy and you kind of saw them pull away, um, with like the last two minutes in that game. And I think it's just because they had that like competitive edge of being like a more developed, a little bit older team. Yeah. Shane has something to say. Shane's going to contribute something. Bubble Shane? Bubble Shane. Uh, Bubble Shane isn't working because the bubble FaceTime camera is not working, but it's okay. Um, the, the, the thing I want to say about people that think this wasn't competitive ASU had the lead up until the 520 mark yeah. in that game. And then they they were within three until two minutes and 30 seconds to go. Like people people look at the score and think, oh, it, UCLA had the lead most of the game and then they pulled away. This was back and forth. This was a heavyweight match. And I Yeah, mean, they were just yeah. exchanging blows. Like yeah. it was competitive. Um, we, me- we mentioned Desmond Cambridge. Um, did you see this, <laughs> Sean? I know you did because you watched the game. This was insane. I When I saw this, I like screamed at the top of my lungs. I think the roof of DFA almost blew off. Like he had the craziest half court shot that sunk into the net right before the buzzer at half. And it was wild. I, yeah. You just have to see the video. <laughs>
That was insane. That was in the air for like five seconds. Notice Bobby's little strut afterwards. He was like looking at nobody in particular. Like he was looking at the crowd, being like, "You like that? You like that? Um, That shit was awesome." It was the best part of it is I was sitting next to Totri when we were watching the game yesterday, and as we were leading up to it, Totri's like, "Do something, do something," and then he just fucking banks it in from half court. It was, it was awesome. At that point, I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh, UCLA, you are in trouble." Um, Yeah, they went to have five points ahead of UCLA. no, that was that was a huge shot. Um, it it sucks that it ultimately didn't mean anything, but I mean that night I was looking at um, Sports Center on Snapchat and they had they were they had posted that video like that. That is the play of the year so far. Like it was it was so much fun. Um, like I said though, it's sad that it ultimately didn't mean anything. So I was I was there, and you know what it reminded me of? Hmm. That is exactly where UCR hit the yeah. sixty foot shot to beat ASU last year mm-hmm. and that brought back some trauma oh, I can yeah imagine. a little traumatic um but overall a really good game I think the Sun Devils have a lot to hang their hat on and I think it's a good place for them I think they learned a lot and there's a lot to build off of on that game yeah. but I want to know where do you think this leaves ASU how do you think they're going to stack up in the Pac-12 now that we've seen them play against a team like UCLA uh I mean I that that game if the only thing that I think you could take away from that game is that ASU is better than people think. Like, yeah. I, I don't think you could look at that as a negative for ASU. I still, I think they're firmly at this point, firmly the third best team in the conference with time, behind U of A and UCLA. And I mean, with things uh, the way things are now, there's a very good chance that ASU finishes ahead of UCLA or finishes ahead of U of A mm-hmm. in the standings. And I mean, realistically, they're still very much in the race to finish first in the Pac-12. I don't see that happening. UCLA is. Very good at basketball, um, but ASU is is very much in the mix in this conference, and I think last night proved that they could compete with anybody in this, at the very least in this conference. But like I said earlier, anybody in the country. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm excited. I'm I'm freaking stoked for the Pac-12 tournament this year. Oh my gosh! Wait, Um, you're not driving. We're not driving. (laughs) No, we are. You aren't. I'm not I, driving. I, I am going to drive this time. I protest, but whatever. I just don't want to um, die, and I also don't want Michael Jackson to get skipped. So shotgun. Thank you. Whatever. My well, driving she wasn't is gonna not be that bad. I would have I crashed a car I'm just blind. by I'm not driving proxim- with any of you people. I'll pay for my own plane ticket. Okay. Um, <laughs> have fun with that. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think ASU is definitely more competitive this year than they were last year. I mean, that's not oh, even an argument. Like, like <laughs> night and day difference in the team. But, um, you know, how much credit do you think that goes on Bobby Hurley's shoulders? And um, do you think that Bobby Hurley did everything he could last night to put his team in a position to win. Yeah, I mean, first off, I, this all starts with Bobby and the work that he did in the transfer portal. So you can't take, like, he deserves credit for that. Um, and I mean, that's something we talked a lot about on the Sun Devil show. The fact that you have guys like Desmond and DJ scoring points when they struggle early on in the season just goes to show the, the kind of trust that Bobby gives his players. Yeah. Um, and ASU doesn't get to this point without that kind of trust. I do think there are things that Bobby needs to work on. We t- I talked about on the postgame show last night. I think strategically he can do a better job at getting the ball into the paint, getting it to his big man, Warren Washington. But, I mean, you kind of have to live or die by the, 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 the system that got Bobby to where he is and that got ASU to this point. So it, that is what it is. I, I, I The job Bobby has done to this point is unbelievable. And I know... People might have had a bad taste in his, their mouth about Bobby from the last couple of years. Uh, and not that I want to make excuses for Bobby, but there there, there are excuses for Bobby. Uh, anything from the, the COVID shutdowns to losing, like DFA not having power and having to cancel the game last year in a critical part of the season. Like there, there was a lot of roadblocks for Bobby. And now that he's at a point where there's no excuses, he's producing. Um, so I, I, I think Bobby deserves 
a lot of credit. Um, this season feels different than the other ones. Um, KB in the chat said that the teams always fade throughout the year. This team hasn't yet. And there's been plenty of reasons to. A really bad loss to Texas Southern. Um, as, as an example, like last year's team, that ruins the season. And yeah. that didn't happen this year. And I think Bobby deserves credit for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, good job, ASU. We're very proud of you. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Forks up. Um, oh, that too. All right. Well, from ASU, let's head over to the Cardinals because we finally have a new GM here in Arizona. Monty. I know uh, this is kind of old news. in the news. Valley and he's two. <laughs> Shout out. Um, I know this is kind of old news, but we do have a new GM. Mm -hmm. Monty Austinfort is here. He it comes from the Tennessee Titans organization. Uh, he was with the Patriots before that. So two winning organizations. He was with there. He was with the Patriots, obviously, when Brady was there. So yeah. <laughs> um, two winning organizations. Um, I think it's kind of hard to judge GM. Can like I was talking about with someone with this earlier this week. Like it's so much easier to figure out or judge, I guess, like head coaches yeah. or players or whatever. But like with general managers, like I feel like you just like, I don't know, like how do you judge what makes a good general manager? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, the, the, the teams, like the ownership definitely has a better idea about these guys than like the public does. But yeah. for sure, I mean, it's, it's when it comes to like drafting players, you don't know how much influence the coaches or the ownership had. Um, and I mean, these guys were never like Monty was not a GM before this. Um, so you don't know exactly like exactly how he operates in that role specifically um but that's i mean the the gamble that you always take um i mean you mentioned the organizations he's been with he's been with i mean titan's not necessarily a winning organization but a, a very well-run organization an organization yeah. i think has overachieved over the last few years considering Definitely. who the quarterback is um and then obviously the patriots have have been the the hallmark the, the gold standard of a franchise in the nfl for the last few years um to get a guy from a, from or those kinds of organizations, those kinds of situations, is uh, hard not to be happy about it. You yeah. hope that he can kind of, you hope that he he learned something from those being in those situations, which I would have to imagine he did because he got the job. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest bonus, if or plus, I guess upside, if you're going to look at this hire, is the fact that it's just an external candidate. Yes. Like I. Oh, like I love a dub as much as the next girl, but I just did not really want to continue keeping it in the family and yeah. doing more internal hires. Like I really wanted to get outside of the organization and bring in new blood with new perspective, like new ties, just like completely different than what we've had. And, um, you know, I think, um, most of the unhappiness I see is like a lot of people were pulling for a dub. And I, un I understand that like a dub, great guy, like obviously loves the Cardinals, like it former player. Like I definitely understand it. Um, I think it's still a little bit too early for a dub to be a general manager. I think he still has a little bit of like growth in the industry, if you will, to do. Um, but I'm just glad it was an external hire. Um, Jan yeah. Paul Edward de Dios. I didn't fuck it up this time. Oh, you um, impressive guy. Bidwell has a thing for Baldies. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> definitely made the comparison and similarities um, and appearance between Steve Keim and Bald Monty. <laughs> D'Amico Ryans, next head coach. D'Amico Ryans, yeah. Um, to, he's the only bald one, I think. Brian Flores. Oh, Brian Flores, also bald. Yes. Um, Frank Reich on his way, I think. Yeah, he's probably losing his hair at this point. He's a little <laughs> old. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to extend external hire. I'm yeah. just glad that they went outside the organization and got some new blood in here. And um, obviously, we have yet to see what will come of this. But um, I am a little concerned, though, because we did find out this week, according to Johnny, 
venerable here at PHNX that Ian Cunningham turned down the GM offer. Um, and reportedly, he was one of two candidates that turned down the GM offer. Not confirmed, just a rumor swirling around, but definitely confirmed that Ian Cunningham did turn down the offer. So I'm... Um, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. I feel like it's a good job. A good, there's, there's a good setup. Like, yeah, I mean, Johnny pointed out Kime was here for what, 10 years and he had a 500 record. So, I mean, it's a play you would have to think that there is great job security (laughs) here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always, it's kind of, it's hard to know why somebody rejected it. I do think there are reasons to not, that this job might not be enticing to some people, yeah. especially when you're at a, a spot with like the Bears and you have such a promising quarterback. And I think there's potential there. Um, yeah, I can understand why this job might not be enticing to some people, but I, I think on paper you have a, a, a good quarterback. You have a top five draft pick. There's, there's reasons to be excited about this job. So it's hard to know. I, I mean, I know he had other stops before this, but getting back to what we were talking about with Austin Fort coming from play winning franchises bears. Not exactly that. Um, like I said, he had stopped before this at more successful places, but I, you can't be upset about the guys you didn't get. You gotta be happy with the guy you have. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy with Monty. So are you not concerned though, that like one potentially two candidates turned down an offer? Uh, no, I mean, it, it is something to be concerned about, I guess, but you also have to be realistic about this franchise. There are, yeah. Uh, there are there are pros and cons to this job, and it it really depends on kind of what you value, what kind of challenge you're looking for, because this certainly is a challenge. Yeah. Um. So it, I just think the, the candidates are all different. It, it, like I said, it's hard to know why he did it. If he if he rejected this job because he thinks the franchise is a joke, that's a problem. Uh, if he rejected the job because maybe he didn't believe in Kyler, that's a, its own problem. But there's plenty of guys who do. So, yeah. um, I, you kind of take it with a grain of salt, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Monty did meet with the media this week. He had an introductory press conference, and he did say something in that press conference. I picked up on it. I thought maybe it was something, maybe not might be. But one of the quotes that came out of it was, ego won't be tolerated. Mm. Um, it wasn't said in reference to anyone in particular, but... I wonder who it could be referencing. Um, I do wonder who it could be referencing. Obviously, we've had the media shitstorm that is the Arizona Cardinals this entire past year, beginning in the offseason when Kyler deleted all those pictures from his Instagram. We had the homework clause gate. Like, it's been a crazy yes. year. Um, you know, we've seen blowups on the sidelines. We've got some crazy HBO hard knocks drama. Like it was that like a subtle shot at someone in particular, or do you think he was just setting the expectation that ego is just not going to be tolerated? Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily a shot at anybody like obvious, the obvious jump is that it's a shot at Kyler. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that's what it is. I think it's more just a, a, a commentary on kind of the state of this franchise. It's been a lot of huge egos. I mean, you come, you're coming from a situation where you have Kime and, and Cliff who are two very big egos in their own right. Cliff Obvi- is a Leo. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't watch Hard Knocks, he is a Leo. Egotistical um, Leo. <laughs> go inside his house and find the giant lion poster. Lion with a crown poster if you if you had any uh, confusion on what a Zodiac sign was. Um, but no, I mean, this is a franchise that I think over the last couple of years have been have have been they have had a lot of big personalities. Like I mentioned, Cliff and Kime, Kyler. I mean, even a guy like D Hop. Um, there's been a, there's just been a lot going on with this this franchise. So I think it coming in with the ex, just setting the expectation like this is 
a team first. You look at the other winning franchises or just the franchises that are great right now. You look at the Bills. You look at the Chiefs. That You look at the 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 Bengals. Like those three AFC teams who have some of the biggest players in the, in the, the league. The three of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Um, well, two of them and Burrow, I guess. I don't think he has a second contract, right? No second contract, yeah. So, But still, you have some of the biggest players in the league and there, there are no, the egos don't get in the way there. Um, so I think it's just, and also, He's a product of the Patriots. That is the, the hallmark of the yeah. egos are not tolerated here. I don't give a shit who you are. Even if you're a great quarterback of all time, the egos don't fly here. So um, it just seems like it makes sense, right? Yeah. Egos shouldn't it shouldn't be a part of any of this. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a good thing to hear for sure. He's not going to bend over for Kyler. Yeah, I agree. Or anybody. Um, quick little coaching update before we move on from the Cardinals. Uh, Vance Joseph completed his interview this week. Uh-huh. Clean house, um, man. But I also think he's going to end up being head coach, to be honest with you. I really hope not. Uh, please don't put that into the universe. Take that back. Um, Tamiko Ryans is scheduled to interview at the end of this week. Um, they've completed one other interview, and then they announced a couple more. But it seems like they're kind of moving at a snail's pace with this. I understand yeah. they just got their GM, but a little bit of urgency, I think, would be nice. Um, and then Sean Payton has like fallen off the face of the planet uh, <laughs> when it comes to Cardinals stuff. Um, which I'm a little bit bummed about because I was really getting my hopes up about the Sean Payton sweepstakes, but it's fine. Um, I am still in on D'Amico Ryan's. I think out of the three options that they have solidified right now, he is by far the best one. I still have a little bit of a hesitancy with a defensive minded head coach. Um, obviously D'Amico is the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Mm. Um, I know it really like it, whoever your offensive coordinator is will matter more, but I just like, I think I'm just scarred from having defensive minded coaches and trying to build an offense to compete, um, in the NFL in this day and age. So I don't know. I'm still, still a little hesitant, still not really sold on any of these candidates, uh, that they have interviewed or yeah. scheduled to interview. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of D'Amico Ryan. Obviously Sean Payton would be dope, but I, I'm kind of with you. I'm out on D'Amico. Um, or I'm out on Sean Payton. I think D'Amico is great. I'm out on, Brian Flores. There was a lot of bald, specifically bald black guys out for this job. <laughs> I, uh, huge fan. The Cardinals uh, just love bald men. Apparently. <laughs> uh, Midwell just, maybe Midwell is threatened by people with a nice head of hair. So he's just like, I guess the cliff thing doesn't make sense. Um, but um, yeah, I'm, D'Amico is my, is my, I think my, my candidate. But like I said, I think mm. Vance is going to end up getting this job because oh, I don't God, think, no. I think D'Amico no. is going to have his, no. his pick of the litter. Um, and I think no. if I'm him, I would probably rather go to the Bengals with a tremendous defense. Just saying. Um, and did I say Bengals? I meant Broncos. Um, so I, yeah, like I said, I don't know about Sean Payton. I don't want Brian Flores here. Uh, I, I think well, going. I got bad news. Oh no! He's stop it. The favorite by plus two hundred. Yes. Oh my I did god! Know, I thought I you were about to tell me that you would just no. confirm. Yeah, so I was like, I, I, I was about like, to walk off this set. Oh my god! Draft, um, DraftKings has Brian Flores at plus one fifty. Yeah. Plus three fifty. And I think he is also yeah. Johnny's pick. And like, he does I, have he, really strong ties to Monty, yeah. so it kind of would just make sense. Yeah, it would make sense. Uh, I just I have concerns about his time in Miami and his relationship with Tua, and then you have a guy with this big of a personality in Kyler. Um, who's also going to be go who's going through a lot, like having to work back from injury, and then going back, like again, the no egos thing. It seems like he might have a little bit of an ego, um, Brian Flores. So I don't know. I, I just I wasn't impressed by him in his year with Miami. Um, so D'Amico is my guy. 
But like I said, I think it's going to end up. I, I think none of these guys are going to end up taking this job and they're going to have to settle for Vance. Oh my God, stop it. I, stop yeah, it right I, now. Take I don't, that I don't name want that out to happen. Dirty I don't want it to happen. <laughs> if I have to suffer through another Vance Joseph head coach tenure, I'm going to be very upset. That, to me, this is no disrespect to Vance to me. Like, I think he could be a good head coach and I think he, he has respective guys that are on the team. He's, but I, He's not the leader this team needs. Like, he's just, so passive. But it's just, I just think they need to clear house. Like, I don't care if. if if, Kyler Murray like, is going Lombardi to steamroll Vance Joseph if he's the head coach. Steamroll him. Roll him over. Trample on him. I don't know. It's, but, uh, it sounds like Vance has a lot of respect from his players. So I, I think he could be okay. But my whole thing on this is is just you have to clean house. So even like A-Dub, like you were talking about, I think he could have been a great GM. But I, I think you have to clean house. I don't think you can have any, excuse me, any kind of layover from the last regime. So. Um, it would be unfortunate, but I think it's it's yeah. very possible. They need to clean house. If they're going to go with an external hire for GM, they need to go for external hire for yeah, head coach, agree. in my opinion. 100% agree. Um, Daniel pointing out something that I agree with, but I am not going to say out loud because this is a Phoenix sports podcast, <laughs> and we're going to keep that theme. Um, all right. <laughs> Underdog fantasy. Sean. Bark. 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 Oh. Barky bark. Shane, can I get a bark? <laughs> Thank you. What kind of dog makes that noise? Like, a, a, a abused dog. I literally just want to know where his reference comes from because I don't think I've ever heard a dog heard bark a dog like that noise. in my life. Sorry, sorry that I'm different, Michaela. He's built different. All these other homies barking like rough, rough. I'm out here like. It sounds like a whale and a dog combined. He's got that dog in him, and I'm not, that dog in him. I mean, he has the spirit of a dog that's trying to escape trapped inside of him, um, and that's the noise it makes. Uh, I, it's it's Frank and Weenie. That's who it is. Okay. Nice. Um, tell uh, us about the underdog fantasy app, Sean. Yeah, it is the the streets are saying the greatest fantasy app of all time. Um, streets. As I've mentioned on previous shows, the the year long fantasy did not go great for any of us. Um, chain excluded. Um, did not go well. I mean, ultimately, they didn't end well for any of us. Um, daily fantasy is a little more my my vibe. Um, so you can check that out. You know, make a little money, get some friends together, do a draft. Um, you can do it on any sport. I like the pickums too. Shout out um, the hire on Danny Dimes rush yards free because that motherfucker is a, a, a antelope, tremendous runner. Um, antelope. But yeah, you can you can uh, combine different picks from your favorite teams or your favorite players or your least favorite players. Um, just fade them. Check them out. It's the it's the most fun fantasy app ever, according to the streets. It was a lot of fun. Um, and it's easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX and Underdog will match your first deposit up to 100 bones. Nice. And as I always say, the exchange rate is one to one. So that's $100. You'll love to see it. Park, park. You know what else you love to see? What is that? Cam Johnson playing basketball yes, again. Yes, you do. You have to <laughs> love Cam Johnson playing basketball. Oh, uh, Cammy, Cammy Cam. Welcome Sweet back. baby Cam Johnson is back with the Suns. The triplets he... are back together, baby. Who's the triplets? I actually asked this question too, so I'm not going to. It's uh, DA and Mikael. And apparently, DA was upset about being left out of the twins. So Mikael was like, oh, he's our triplet. So now it's the triplets. Oh, well, that doesn't surprise me. I at learned all. that amongst the sons. Um, I identify with Cam Johnson being with the twins. Um, I'm not on this triplet hype train. Um, <laughs> but, anyways, Cam Johnson is back. Erasure. He played his first game back last night after missing some games because of his meniscus injury, torn meniscus, which is not fun, by the way. Oh. I've done that. Um, they beat the Nets, even though Kyrie went explosive in the fourth. Dude, oh my God. That um, was, it was, it was the best part about that is I asked the Suns crew last night, I was like, is 
Kyrie a Hall of Famer? And they were kind of like, uh, and then me and Saul were like, he's a top three point guard of all time. And I was like, no, he's not. And he was kind of, damn, they were kind of going in on it. And then as soon as Espo said he's not a top three point guard, this motherfucker starts going nuclear. Yeah, he took that, and I took that personally. Literally. Um. Yeah, it was a great game. It was a good game to watch. I'm glad the Suns won. Yeah. Um. Cammy Cam, we're always glad to see him back on the course. For sure. He did a little bit of a no-no, though. Or I guess Monty did a little bit of a no-no. Um. He was supposed to be only on the court for 18-ish minutes because he had that restriction. Obviously, coming back from injury, you don't want to send him out there and let him play to his heart's content. Um. But the Suns were down. Yep. And he had to check back in late and yeah. he ended up playing 22 minutes. So it's not horrible, egregious over the limit, but um, I don't want to see Cam get hurt again. And yes. he is my sweet baby Cam. And I really just, it hurt my heart to see him out there grinding for his team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it paid off because they won. Happy, yeah, no, I, I mean, I was happy to see him back. It was nice that, um, I mean, it was unfortunate and it was a little concerning for the Suns that they let they had a big lead. They let the Nets get back into it, and they felt the need to put Cam back out there. But, I mean, he handled it. Ultimately, um, had 19.6 rebounds. It was it was, it was was just nice to see him. And yeah. I think it's it, you have to be encouraged if you're a Suns fan. Um, the fact that this team looks so good with him finally back, and you, still, you know that they're still not even at 100%. Yeah. Um, so it, as much as it's kind of gotten a little apocalyptic for Suns Nation over the last couple of months um i think there's plenty of reasons to still be excited and encouraged about this yeah i literally was about to say that i think that this is just like a little like spark of hope in this yeah. organization um that at least hey we're getting back on the right track we're getting some of our players back healthy um i someone um in the comments i can never say his name ted nibel yep, or ted that one. um da and mikhail both played great with cam j back definitely looked better than they had yeah. in the past couple of games and if you want to contribute that to cam johnson being back by all means um but i think it's just nice to kindly finally have like a little spark of hope for this team because we've been a dark 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 place uh as Suns fans <laughs> uh the past couple of months so um I do want to ask you, though, do you think that this is enough to not necessarily like, fix the Suns, but just like band-aid the Suns long enough to hold them together, keep it together, keep them in the playoff picture long enough for Book to come back and for them to really get healthy and to be in a good spot to trade Jay to get another piece in here and to then to really make a push for the finals? Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, you look at the Western Conference standings, they're in 11th right now, but Fifth place has two more wins. Like it, they, they're, they're two wins away from fifth place. There's uh, there's ten games separating Which is them. Crazy in first for the place. NBA, I yeah. think, in my opinion, yeah, at this the, point of the season. The West Coast, the West Coast, or the Western Conference <laughs> is so wide open. Um, the fact that you are now getting, you're starting to get guys back at this point. Um, I definitely think Cam is a is a huge part of that. He's not like I don't think this team as it is is enough. You're still going to need Devin Booker back. You're going to need Chris Paul and, and campaign and all of them to be healthy. Um, but I think there's they are getting them now. They're getting them back now with plenty of time left in the season to make a, a push. I'm not going to be surprised by the all said and done. The Suns are a top four team in the conference. It's like I said, this, this conference is so wide open. Um, yeah, so wide yeah, open. Yeah, this this came at the perfect time. I, I think it is. It is more than enough to keep them alive until they are back to 100. percent Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we debuted a new show yesterday, Outside Shots with Eddie mm. Johnson. Um, Eddie Johnson is now going to be doing a weekly show with PHNX and, um, it was electric. It was so good. Um, Saul, our GM got to talk to him a little bit about just like what he thinks on the current state of the suns. And he said something that was so funny and I'm going to misquote it because I just, 
I'm horrible with quoting things, but you have to go back and watch it. It's available on our YouTube channel right now. Or if you go to the Suns podcast, it's a, a downloadable. But he was like, uh, well, I was like, we're good, but we're bad. <laughs> so he's like, we're good right now. Like, we're good. We're good. Everyone stopped panicking, but we're also bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's, it's a fact. That's but it's true. At. Like, I think it's a very fair assessment. Um, but also, you know, we are good. Like, we're fine. Like, we're going to be okay, I think. Because, you know, Cam Johnson coming back at this time, I think, is the band-aid that this team needs to hold itself together, to keep the hope alive. The fact that there's so much parity in the NBA this year. And, like, that comment says, the Suns are only five games out of third place. Like, that's freaking wild. Like, anything could happen at this point. And, like, I know some people are saying, oh, the Nuggets are running away with it. Oh, it's the Nuggets year. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm still scared of this team with a healthy yeah, book and a healthy roster. And then another potential dark horse edition whenever they figure out what's going on with Jay Crowder and get him off this roster. Um, I would not count the Suns out at all no. at this point. Like I was a little down in the dumps, I think two weeks ago when we were talking about the Suns and I was like, it's over, um, but it's not over. Yeah. We're back. We're and back, baby. I mean, you look at the teams in the West Coast and the Western conference, like the Nuggets are obviously very good. But there's also the Nuggets. Um, they, they don't win in the playoffs. They don't they haven't done anything in the playoffs. Jokic hasn't really done anything in the playoffs. The Grizzlies are fun, but they're young and they're I think they are very susceptible to making mistakes. I don't think they're they're really built to to go deep in the playoffs. Um and then you have the Kings, Pelicans, Mavs, all teams that I think the Pelicans are a good team. I like them a lot. I think and so are the Kings. They're all good teams obviously, but the Mavs specifically are a team that has holes. It's really Luca and nobody. Um, but it's been a weakness for this team. So uh, there is this. The, I, I do think the like the window for a championship is closing, but it's still very much open. Like they, they yeah, I, they they can still come out of the West this year. Yeah. I don't think that's out of the picture. They can slip right in there. Yep. Um, well, if you want to bet on who's going to come out of the West this year, you absolutely can on the DraftKings Sportsbook mm -hmm. app, along with some other fun props, game props, um, anything you want to bet on NBA wise. Bills can. or Bills minus five. Don't do that. And a half. Bill's minus five and a uh, half. Don't do that. Um, yeah, I mean, you can who bet, doesn't oh, want... Go, go put, bet on the Broncos in the playoffs. Oh, wait. <laughs> You're so funny. Uh... Bill's, legend, Bill's, <laughs> Bill's legend, Von Miller. Shut, oh, my God. That that will never be repeated again on this podcast, or you're getting kicked off of it. Um, Bill's legend. Seahawks legend, Drew Locke. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? Seahawks okay, legend, Shelby Harris. I've had enough of this. Thank you very much. We're talking about try, the Jockey Sportsbook app now. Uh, DraftKings, <laughs> everyone pull out your phones. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX when you sign up and bet on the NBA. If you want to put uh, your money where our mouths are and bet on the Suns coming out to win the West, you can do that. If <laughs> <laughs> What? I don't think anybody... Well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we analyze this statement. It's fine. Just keep going with it. Whose mouth said that? <laughs> um, the Suns play tomorrow. They do. They play tomorrow. If you want to bet tomorrow <laughs> on that game, you can. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I can't remember what date it is. It's Friday. They, they play, play tomorrow, tomorrow against the Pacers. They play the Pacers tomorrow. Against and then Ben Matherin and the Pacers. Ben Matherin, uh, Arizona guy. Um, you can bet on that game too. Money line over total. What is mm. the what's the well, what's the what's the spread? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> could not think of the word. One moment. Let me get it. I got it. Oh, I uh, the spread is not available yet. Lame. Well, anyway, when it becomes available, you can bet on it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. All new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Um, head on over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code PHNX. New customers can bet just $5 
on the NFL divisional round and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, I'm super excited for the divisional uh, playoffs. I really want the Eagles to win more than life itself, only because if they do, my favorite country artist will drop one of his unreleased songs. And I am praying for an Eagles win. Oh, so well, now I'm rooting, Go Birds! The, I'm rooting against the Eagles because anything <laughs> to keep country music off um, the streets. I wanted to get this um, out when we were talking about the Broncos, but I'm just still going to say it anyway. Rumor has it Melvin Gordon is still fumbling right oh. now. Oh, and he wow. just dropped another ball. Oh, there. Shit. There goes another one. Oh, and oh, okay. there's, there's another. Okay. Uh, also, it's James Con- I feel like I don't talk about the Red Sox that much. I definitely, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I don't talk about the Bills every damn show, but. Um, Facts, Daniel. Thank you for pointing facts. that out. Hey, if you don't want to remember or listen to me talking about the, the Bills or the Red Sox or the Sabres, as Charles puts out, um, take an OGs. Taking OGs. It'll help you mellow about, out. Forget about me, um, like my dad. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I am uh, done. I had to. I knew that was going to catch you all off guard. We're ending this podcast on that uh, note. Just kidding. Take OGs. If oh that made you God. uncomfortable, that was take an OGs. It's a, it'll solve all your if problems. If you want to forget about problems like that, if you have a similar one, Take an OGs. OGs. Um, it worked for Sean. We can't confirm or deny that you'll actually forget about being abandoned, but it might help. <laughs> oh, my God. If you want to forget about this conversation, yep. take an OGs. Um, they have amazing flavors. I took one last night, one of the sativa uh, blackberries and cream. We give a lot of flowers to the orange creamsicle. Blackberries and cream goes it crazy. Really good. It, it goes hard. Yeah, um, orange creamsicle will still always be goaded for good. me, but they do have a new flavor coming out. And, strawberries and cream and it's hitting the shelves soon i cannot wait that might take the cake for me yeah it might be, i agree it might we'll see i'm a big um, strawberry girl i and, love anything strawberry flavored and that one particularly is their new happy balance it's a cbd thc one-to-one ratio um i can't wait it's got that good good yeah that good good so uh head to your local dispensary um but doing? as always you must be 21 or older to enjoy what are we doing? <laughs> oh, back to sports oh my god i'm gonna cry <laughs> tears streaming on my face okay one thing i do well actually i don't wish to forget it but sean probably wishes to forget is the new coyotes Terrible. jersey i love them i'm obsessed with these coyotes jerseys they debuted these um alternate jerseys they're called desert nights jerseys <laughs> um they were designed by i'm not ruigi gonna... villa senor wow good job ruigi villa senor how'd you get the villa senor part wrong <laughs> no, um a global fashion designer from la who also just happens to be friends with alex morello jr um and he designed these jerseys I think they're fire. I love them. I the only thing I don't like is the A on the um the like the, 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 so, so the yeah, alternate yeah, captain alternate thing. captain alternate. jersey. Not a fan of that. I think that's ugly. But everything else, I'm obsessed with it. I love the color. I love the font of the Arizona. I love like the little lizard. I love like the like kind of like play on the kachina pattern on the like bottom and the sleeves. Like I think they look awesome. I really like them. Where's the lizard? So there's the the geckos are inside the inside of the co- the collar, um, like the old gecko, which I love. I think that is a nice detail, um, and I agree with a lot of what you said. The problem is is that the what is front and center on the jersey is the most important part, and that shit is awful. It looks like a fourth grade girl wrote it in her diary, um, or it looks like it was an off brand Disney movie. I, I think that's terrible. I think it looks it just looks weird and out of place. And then the fact that it's a different font than the alternate captain's A looks weird 
the, the the pants that they wear with the cactus on the side, them shits go crazy. Them shits go hard. Um, and I do like the Kachina pattern. I think that's an interesting take on it. I like the color. I like the color of the, the numbers, but I do think the font of the numbers is just a little boring. There's not a lot going on there. They're supposed um, to be like simplistic, though. It's like a yeah, streetwear design I, I like, type I, I do like a lot of this jersey, but like I said, the word mark on the front, I think, is just awful. I think it's awful. I hate the little star that's supposed to represent the, the state flag or and the, the, the shooting stars that you see on a clear night over the mountains. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Like that's so stupid. And okay, it's, but it, like also like isn't it a nice break from like the like I listen. I love the Kachina as much as the next girl. It's literally the best sweater in the in the NHL point blank period. But like it's a lot to look at. It's a lot to process. Yeah. Like there's a lot going no, on, and especially if you like digest like all of the symbolism within the actual Kachina logo. Like it's a lot for your brain to like try it to is. process. And with this, it's just simple simplistic like maybe it's just because i'm a simple girly and i just like simplistic things but i think Material it's really group. nice to look at it's clean it is straightforward you know whose team that is and i think it's just like to the point and i like it but I've, you know what they look like they look like uh all-star jerseys in like the 2010s that were it was going through that phase of like let's keep it simple and yeah. just like what are these yeah so by the way the all-star jerseys for this nhl game it, oh i haven't seen them yet dumb stupid what the dumb heck? stupid where is the nhl um, all-star game being played Florida, I believe, and it's got a little. It's got like a little retro NHL with the in Seattle. NHL All Star game. Yeah, is it? No, it's South Florida. Next next year's Winter Classic is in Seattle. It is South Florida. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because the jerseys are yes. You don't like. You don't have any respect. You don't. That is very retro NHL vibes. You don't. Damn. Uh, I don't like the pink and the orange. It's Miami Vice. Come on, it's in South Florida. What are we mm. doing? They, I think them should go fire, but that's not why we're here. We're here for the, 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 the Coyote jersey. My biggest problem with them is I think the word mark is trash. I think that shit would have been fire if they did kind of like the old uh, Suns, like Western font and kept that nice and simple. Mm. I just think the word mark looks so out of place and doesn't really fit with the the brand of of the Coyotes. And then, like we said, the alternate captain's hat I think is terrible. There was an idea. I just don't think it landed. Hmm. I do not like these jerseys. Well, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree because I think they're sick. I will say, I though, them. I did like the Yotes reverse retro jerseys a lot until I saw yeah. them on players and I hated them. I hate them now. Really? I don't like I them. Still I still like I think them. They're, I think they're some of the worst jerseys in hockey, to be quite honest. Um, so maybe these will look better on the ice. Jeez. We'll see. Um, I do. The only thing I probably besides like the associate captain logo, I don't like the fact that it's very close to the old Coyotes jersey before they switched back to yes, the Kachina. I don't like that. Either. I hated those jerseys. Same. I thought they were atrocious. So anything that like semi reminds me of that makes me like have some PTSD. Like I'm not a fan of that at all. But I think it's I think it's everything else differentiates it enough to where it like doesn't trigger me. <laughs> um, yeah, fair but we'll agree to disagree. I think they're beautiful. I like them a lot. Um, you know who's really good at designing things though, and it's undisputed. Who's that? Bad Birdie. Mm, Fact. Um, Bad Birdie makes some fire golf merch. You guys, they do. polos, pullovers, hoodies, hoodies, hats. Which I'm still, I'm still trying to sweet talk Max into getting me one of these. Yeah, hoodies. I kind of want one too. I'm kind of trying to convince Max to get me one too. They're gorgeous. They um, and if you haven't checked out Bad Birdie yet, and you live in the state of Arizona, what are you doing? What are you doing? If you live in you Alaska, can, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you can, you can wear Japan. it anywhere. You what can you go doing? it. You can wear it wherever you want to wear it. But like, if you're in the state of golf, you better be wearing some bad birdie on the golf course. In the state because, of golf. Yeah, Arizona's a state of golf. Okay, I see what you're saying. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know where you thought I was going. No, with that. it's just I thought you meant like the state of like if like the the current oh, state no, of no, golf. No, 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 the state of golf is the state of Arizona. They're gorgeous. They're beautiful. Their designs are killer. They have men's and a women's line, and the polos they're just popping. Um, there's no debate about this because they just look so good. And if you want to look good while you're out on the course or you know at a business dinner, you can wear it there. Uh, wherever else you want to wear a polo to, <laughs> um, go head on over to badbirdygolf.com. Use the promo code PHNX underscore sports 15 to get 15% off your entire order that promo code also applies to clearance items and items that are also on sale as well so stock up on your bad birdie gear yeah it's pretty sweet yeah um you know it's a sweet the weekend and it's friday then it's saturday sunday Sunday. what What? i don't know if we'll get demonetized for singing that i want to sing more adele more Adele, yeah. Oh my God, more, always more Adele. If you guys haven't seen the tweet that I sent out from my Twitter account, you have to go check it out because it's pretty iconic. Um, not safe for work warning because the off-pitch singing is horrible. Y'all, it's so hard to sing with people that don't know how to sing. Shit, y'all threw me off. And you do? I, I, I do know how to sing. If I'm trying to sing, I can sing. I, I, I told you. I, no, I got to be ready. You don't know how to sing. I, sing got, I got invited to sing at the Vatican in high school. I'm just saying. We're going to unpack um, that at a later day. <laughs> one thing before we get out of here. Hey, what? Sean. Yes. Blumpy spoiled milk. Why? Why? I have. That is like. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. All right. I Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Phoenix Sports Podcast. You are all the like absolute best. Oh, stop it. Charles, Charles, what are we doing? Stop. Shane, shut your mouth. <laughs> You're going to get your freaking <laughs> mic privileges revoked. Rejoked. Charles, Chris, Elizabeth, Jan. All of you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You are all the absolute best. We love you, fam. We all hope you have a great, safe, happy weekend. Don't forget, we'll be live again next Friday at 1230. We will see you then. Bye.